Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. Thank you, Father. I want you to take your Bibles this morning and turn with me uh, to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2 verse 23 Joshua chapter 2 and verse Joshua 2 and verse 23. I want to share with you a word this morning that Holy Spirit dealt with me about around two weeks ago. And I was sitting in my office one morning at home and I had just walked in and sat down. And as I sat down, I I felt or heard Holy Spirit speak to my spirit these two words, courageous faith. And so I want to share with you this morning, I want to talk about courageous faith uh, because I believe there's some people here this morning that, that God is saying that to you, that he wants you to have a courageous faith, and we'll talk about that, uh, Lord's willing. <clears throat> Verse 23, excuse me. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Let me read verse 24 one more time. They said unto Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered into our hands all the land. For even all the inhabitants of the land, of the country, do faint because of us. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the power of your word today. Holy Spirit, come and do what I can't do because if you don't do it, it won't be done today. We look to you for our strength. We look to you today for conviction. We look to you today for the power to confirm and the power to transform. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I know I've read these verses kind of right in the middle of, of a story, but I, 
I did that because I, I want to uh, use our time wisely. Uh, and, and this story in uh, 23 and, and verse 24 of chapter 2 uh, is the culmination of the two spies that Joshua had sent out uh, to spy out uh, the city of Jericho. The children of Israel were poised to, to go into the promised land and they were poised to take the promised land. And uh, so Joshua sent these two spies out. But here's something that, that I... I don't know if I've ever heard it or not, but I want to bring it out to you today. And that is, this was not the first time that spies had been sent out to spy out the promised land. As a matter of fact, this was number two. This was the second time. And so this is what I want to bring to you today because I believe this morning that there are those that are sitting here today and you uh, are, are, are going to need courageous faith. And I want to tell you something that I've discovered uh, about God when he speaks to me concerning, for example, uh, courageous faith. Uh, when he uh, came the other morning in uh, my uh, prayer time in my office, uh, and spoke to me concerning courageous faith. Simply, I want you to, to uh, develop a, a courageous faith. I've discovered this about God when he speaks. When he said, I want you to have courageous faith, he was telling me, Cornelius, there's coming a situation a circumstance in your life that you are going to need faith that is filled with courage. I want you to get that this morning. Now, I'm not prophesying or declaring something bad is coming into your life. It might be something this morning. It might be a job. It might be a career change. It might be a family uh, member that you've been praying for. But listen, when God says courageous faith, then that lets me know that there's something coming down the road that is going, my faith is going to need to be courageous. When God tells, and you can see this all throughout the word of God, when God looks and says, fear not, then that means that there's something that's coming down the road that will cause me to fear. In in. This uh, instance that I'm talking about this morning, I want, you, I want to take you back over to uh, Joshua chapter 1, and uh, we're going to look there uh, at, at some things that God has spoken. But I want you to know something that God had told Joshua, the children of Israel, I'm going to give you the promised land. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. It's a land of provision that aligns itself with vision. Let me say that because I don't want you to miss that. The promised land is that place of provision that aligns itself with your vision. 
And the reason I wanted to bring that out this morning is that because there's a lot of people that are looking and saying, God, I know there's more there. I know there's, God, I know, you want, I know you're wanting to do something greater. I know, God, that you're wanting to move in a greater way. Father, I know that, that you're wanting to do something in my family. God, I know there's something that you want to do in my personal life. God, I know that there's something that, that you're wanting to do uh, in, my, in my neighborhood, in my area, uh, on my job, but I just can't seem to get to that place to where it opens up and comes out. Listen, the, the promised land is, is not a, a geographical area area for us today, but the promised land is a spiritual uh, place that we get to where we experience the provision that aligns itself with the vision that God has given us. And, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, so many people miss out on that aspect of the promised land. And I want to tell you this morning that if you want to get the provision that God has given you that will align itself with your vision, then you're going to have to have a faith that is courageous. You're going to have to have a faith that will stand in the midst of struggle and in the midst of uh, opposition and all of that. A faith that will stand and say, I know that God has said this and because God has said this, I will not be shaken. I will not move. I will not back down. I doubt you're going to have to go confusion. You're going to have to go uh, obstruction. You're going to have to leave because this is what God said. That was the promised land. The promised land was a place of transition. It was a place of, uh, of, of moving from just enough to a place of more than enough. God had spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2 and said this. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them. Notice that. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you. I want to tell you something this morning. What God has given us and what we possess are two different things. I want to say that again. What God has given you and what you possess are two different things. All right? God has given us great and precious promises. God has given us gifts. God has given us the ability uh, everything that we need has been given to us by God. Uh, if you pray, God, give me power, you're praying the wrong uh, prayer because God has already given you power. If you're saying, God, uh, uh, give me strength, then you're praying the wrong prayer because God has already given you strength. The only thing that, that uh, would hinder you from those things is not being saved and not being born again and not receiving that that God has already given because he's already done it. 
Several months ago, I was praying, and, and I was praying, God, I need your anointing. God, I, I, need, I need revelation because I was going to have to speak to a group of people. And, and I was saying, God, I need uh, you to, to, to reveal to me what you want me to say. And God, I need uh, the anointing on my life to be able to speak. And all of a sudden, it was like Holy Spirit just, just put a hand down on the table and say, just stop right there, son. He said, he said, the Father sent me to live in you and to abide in you. And he said, the Father sent me and the Father said that, that I would empower you, that I would enable you, that I would give you revelation, that I would show you things to come, that I wouldn't glorify myself, but I would glorify the Father. He said, son, I've given you all of that. All you gotta do is possess what I've already given you. So here's the thing. The dictionary defines courage this way. It is the ability to face a situation and to deal with the dangers or difficulties of that situation. So there are two aspects that we're gonna deal with today when it comes to courage, and that is, number one, you gotta face that thing, and number two, you gotta deal with it. It's one thing to stand there and stare at your giant, but it's another thing to sling a rock. Amen? It's one thing to stand there and look at your problem and let worry and stress and fear consume you, but it is another thing to face your giant and to sling a rock. I believe today that God is, has brought somebody here this morning and you are getting this word and because you are getting this word, you're not only gonna face your situation, but you are going to deal with your situation. I'm not talking about taking a frying pan and hitting somebody over the head. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about just standing simply on the fact that I am God and God is mine and that makes all the difference in the world uh, in my situation. It is not how big my giant is. It's it's how big my God is. It is not how loud the, door, the devil's voice is. It is how loud the roar of God is. I will not be moved and I will not be shaken. When we talk about courageous faith, we talk about people such as Rahab the harlot in, in Hebrews chapter 11 uh, and verse 31. The Bible says by faith, uh, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not in Jericho when the walls fell, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong and waxed valiant in fight and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That is courageous faith. That is faith that faces its, issue, its problems and deals 
with the problem. Listen, you can stand and stare or you can look and confront. And listen, here's, here's our method of, con- of confronting our enemies. I see my enemy and I get on my knees and I begin to deal with my enemy because my warfare, our warfare is not carnal, but it is mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I don't war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of evil, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That is where my warfare is, friend, and that is where your warfare is. You say, but no, pastor, I'm dealing with an, with a, uh, an individual at work that, that's hounding me and staying on me. I'm dealing with a, with a husband or a wife or I'm dealing with a child that's in rebellion and, and, and all of that and, and, and that's my warfare. No, there's a spirit behind the warfare that you're looking at and understand this, that when you approach it as, as seeing an individual and you begin to try to fight the individual and deal with a, the human being that's standing before you, that is exactly what the enemy wants you to do because he can rob you of your faith. But when when you begin to realize that the warfare that I'm in today is not one with my brother or my sister, but it is one of, of a spirit and powers and principalities of evil, and you begin to deal with that enemy on your knees, you begin to deal with that enemy by walking in your living room and declaring the power of the name of Jesus. You begin to deal with that enemy by walking in your house and going in your child's bedroom and laying hands on their pillow and saying in the name of Jesus you will not have my child in the name of Jesus drugs will not destroy my children in the name of Jesus I will not lose my husband and I will not lose my wife greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world my warfare is not with them but my warfare is in the heavenlies and with that warfare I wage a good battle today See, here's the thing. I said earlier, twice the spies were sent in to spy out the promised land. You've got to be careful, sir and ma'am, that you don't allow the failures of the past to become the obstacles that will rob you of your future. And I know I'm repeating a lot today because I want you to get this. You've got to be careful, sir and ma'am, that you do not allow the failures of the past, no matter how they've happened, no matter who they came through, no matter what avenue it came, you cannot allow the failures of the past to become obstacles to your future or obstacles that would rob you of your destiny. You say, Pastor, why are you saying that? Why in the world in Joshua chapter one did God repeatedly tell Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and very courageous. 
four times in the book of Joshua, chapter one. In verse six, God said to Joshua, uh, be strong and of a good courage. Uh, in uh, Joshua, uh, verse seven, God said to Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. In verse nine, God said to Joshua, have not I commanded you, son, be strong and of a good courage. And then on down in verse 18, the last verse in that chapter, uh, God began to speak and he was talking about people that would not get in line and want to do the vision that God had given Joshua. And he said, whosoever he be that does rebel against my commandments uh, and your commandments and won't listen to the words and all that you command him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of a good courage. So ask yourself the question, I believe that when God repeats something more than one time, there must be some extra importance there. It's like when my mama calls me for dinner or used to call me for dinner, she would say, Cornelius, it's time to eat. But when my mom called me because she had visited the peach tree, she would not call me, Cornelius, come here because I'm about to whip you. My mama would say, Cornelius Ray, come here. I knew that when mama called me by my first and middle name, if she ever struck a chord on that third part of my name, I knew that it was moving out of the hands of mama and it was moving into the hands of daddy because I knew there wasn't anything good gonna come out of the conversation that I was about to have. And when God repeats something to us, he is saying, I want you to listen. I'm knocking on the door of your heart. I want you to get what I'm gonna say. I would not tell you, Joshua, to be strong and of a good courage if there was not going to be some things that were you were going to face that was going to try to rob you of your strength and rob you of your courage. So therefore, I tell you one time, son, be strong. And if that's not enough, I want to warn you again, be strong and very courageous. And if that's not enough, I want you to get what I'm saying. Be strong and courageous because what you're about to go in and what you're about to do is not just about you and yours, but it's about the destiny of a nation. I want to tell you something this morning. There are those that are sitting here today, and you've been so self-focused. You've been looking at yourself and moaning and groaning about yourself. I want to give you a word from God today. God is saying it is not about you. It is about more than you. It is about people around you. It is about a family. It is about a community. It is about a nation of people. It is not about you, so don't Way. I want to tell you this morning that some of you that are sitting here today, you've seen yourself small for too long. You've looked at yourself in the mirror and, he, and you said to yourself, I don't amount to anything. 
You've looked at yourself and you thought and you read the word of God about the destiny that God has for you and you said, God, there's no way. I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able uh, to stand before people. I'll never be able uh, to stand on a platform and speak the word of God. Listen, you're looking at one this morning that 20 or 30 years ago, I didn't have the voice to stand and speak today like I'm doing. I didn't have the, the ability to stand and speak. But listen, I realized this, that there's a God who is bigger than I. And when I got my eyes off of me and quit worrying about and seeing all of my faults and failures and begin to realize that God had something greater than God began to. Now I said this, and I'm trying not to preach, okay? But let me, let, me, let me share this with you. God says, be strong and courageous. And even though he is saying that you're gonna need strength and courage somewhere down the line, don't despair. Because if you will be obedient to what God says, God will give you that strength he will give you the courage of a lion. He will give you the courage of a valiant uh, warrior. He will not leave you. He will not, so don't get caught up on God. Why are you speaking this to me? And now I'm worried and I'm concerned because God, oh my goodness, he said be strong and courageous. Now what's gonna happen to me? What's coming down? And you look around every corner and you say, oh my goodness, I'm worried. You don't have to do that, friend. Just walk by faith because God will empower you in every area that you need. I'm fixing to close. God repeatedly told Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. And this is the reason. Because back in Numbers chapter 13, God had sent spies into the land to spy out the land. There were 12 of them, and they went into the land to spy out the land. Guess who was a part of that 12? Joshua. Joshua was connected with that 12. The Bible says they went in and they, they uh, spied out the land. They looked around and they saw all the beauty of the land, the awesomeness of the land. But the Bible says when they came back in verse 31, they said to the people, we're not able to do this. We're not able to take this land. He said, because they're stronger than we are. And in verse 32, the Bible says, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched to the children of Israel. And the Bible says on down in chapter 14 that Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And in verse six, and Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were them that searched the land, rent their clothes. Pastor Don, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, mentioned climb your mountain. Caleb was one that, that climbed his mountain, but Joshua, the Bible says they rent their clothes. In other words, they went into a mourning. 
that's, that's what happened when they rent their clothes. It was a symbol and a picture of, of deep mourning and of deep uh, stress and worry uh, because they, they, uh, they had heard this report and they knew that, that, that God was gonna bring judgment because they, they were walking without faith. And I read that the other day and the Lord began to deal with my heart and he said, that is the reason in Joshua chapter one that I repeatedly told Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. Because when God said, Joshua, I want you to send some spies over uh, across the Jordan to spy out uh, Jericho, you know what happened? Because he was a human being, you know what happened? Immediately that mind reverts back to the time that he went with the 12 spies and the report that they brought back. And immediately Joshua probably begins to think about the time that he rent his clothes in mourning and weeping and crying because they were rejected and they rejected, they, they refused to walk in faith and accept what God had given them and they wound up walking in the wilderness another 40 years. Do you understand what I'm saying? God will never tell you to be strong and of a good courage if there's not a reason there that he's doing it. And one of those reasons was something is gonna happen in the future, but, but another one of those reasons was that God recognized the failures of the past that Joshua had, ne listen, Joshua never failed. He was never one of those that said, no, we can't do it. He was one that was standing there and Joshua was a victim of everybody around him that refused to see the promise of God. And that's what I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You've had a pure heart and you wanted to do something for God and you wanted to live your life for the Lord, but everybody around you has always hindered you and messed you up every time you would take a step forward. Somebody would look at you and, 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 and say something to you that would cause you to shrink back. But I'm telling you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, those days are over. That time is over in your life. It is not anymore. That was yesterday and God is saying that today is gonna to be good, today is gonna to be better and tomorrow is gonna to be greater because there's a courageous faith that's rising up in you and there's a faith that's standing up that will tell you not only that you will face your giant but you're gonna deal with that enemy that's held you back. Would you stand with me please? I wanna tell you this as the worship team comes this morning. I want to tell you this, you will never conquer what you refuse to confront. You will never conquer what you refuse to confront. Now I know I might not be talking but to 25% of the people that's here this morning. I might not even be talking to but 2%, I don't know. But listen, God thought you important enough this morning to bring you here today and say, child, child, I want you to have courageous faith. I want you to have courageous faith. I want you to have a faith that refuses to give in to what has stopped you in the past. I want you to have a courageous faith that will cause you to face your enemy 
and deal with that enemy. Sister Deborah, several years ago, you developed a courageous faith. You said, I'm no longer going to be a part of the status quo and I'm not going to follow the path of everybody else, but I'm going to do something different. And God has had you on a journey and look where you are now. See, isn't it amazing how God does by one little simple step of faith. We think it's small and we think there's nothing to it. Sister Lisa, if you could see yourself now where you were years ago. Brother Tim, look where God has brought you to from where you were. And I could go on and on and on. Mia, look where you are now, baby. Look what God has done in your life. I was watching you up there this morning, and I remember you just a few years ago. You had no joy, you didn't have no peace, but put you now up on a stage and look what God does. You see, maybe God is saying this morning, quit majoring on your what you don't have and start majoring on who I am. See, I look at people like Chris Rodriguez. I know where you came from, brother. I'm not gonna open up your trash can. But I know where you came from. And I said, I want to tell you something, brother. That when you're here on Sunday morning and you walk through those doors and you grab me and give me a big old hug and squeeze, I remember where you came from. And I want you to know that when you do that, it causes my faith to rise up. It causes my strength to stand and I feel like I can run through a troop. I can fight any enemy because I know God did something in you, sir, and I know he's still doing it. You see, that's what the kingdom of God is about. That's what Hebrews chapter 11 is about, Sister Ava, that told me April 9th, I walked into this church and I was so beat up, messed up by the world. Felt like you were toting a thousand pounds on your shoulder. And she said, Pastor, I came to the altar. I walked in that morning so messed up. And when I walked out the door that afternoon, she said, I was totally, totally free. 
She said, God changed my life in a matter of seconds. God turned my life upside down and changed my life. And now she and Brian are married and, and now they're expecting their first child. And, and, and look what, look what God has done. You see, it's because somebody will say, I am tired of looking at my problems and seeing how big they are. I'm tired of standing there being worried and fearful. But today, today, I'm going to stand in the foot of my mountain and I'm going to look at how big that mountain is. But I'm going to begin to make steps to deliver or climb through that mountain. Guys, if y'all don't start singing, I'm, not gonna, I'm just not going to quit preaching, okay? Hallelujah. Here's the thing, guys. I want to, as they sing this morning, God is saying, there's no question in my mind that God is saying to you, you need courageous faith. You need faith that will be courageous, that will stand. So as they sing this morning, if that's you, I want you just to make a step of faith and say, God, I'm stepping into what I've not been doing. I'm stepping into faith that I've never had before. I'm believing today that as I step into it that you're going to empower, you're going to enable me to do what you've called me to do because my destiny is great and my future is bright because I'm going to walk in that that you've called me to. Come on, as they sing this morning, this altar's open. I want to invite you to come. Like all I could see was a struggle. 